Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So, Look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. Welcome back to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcasting Network. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash DVR. And this is a special episode that's going out to our friend Kellum. He had a tough, a tough loss this weekend. So before we even get to it, let's just give, let, let's pour one out a little bit for Kellum <laughs> and uh, at least give him a hello at the beginning of the pod. You hear that laugh. That was Brett. He's back again. Let's introduce him first for the first time. How you doing, Brett? I'm doing great. Hey, three-peat, baby. I'm like Kobe and Shaq over here. I'm three-peat and three episodes in a row I've appeared with you guys. I know. It's amazing. It's like a gift. But um, <laughs> That keeps on giving? Yes. And there is Solo. How are you doing, pal? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm glad. Uh, I need the therapy after a rough weekend. I'm with you, Callum. Uh, oh, Kellum, I think uh, me and you need to go to therapy together. <laughs> I know, but someone who doesn't need therapy, the man of the hour, really the only game that happened and that I can even remember. It seems like that game is still going on in my mind. Because <laughs> um, Vikings were victorious. How you doing there, Andy? Well, I just got out of the hospital after suffering a massive heart attack at about four o'clock on Central time on Sunday afternoon. I, know. Um, I am. I'm, I'm doing great. So, I mean, what, 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 what else can I even say? Let's start the show. Yeah, let's do it. Well, let's, let's, let's get right to it. I mean, this was the game of the century, the, the, I don't know, the millennia. This was just an amazing game. We all were texting throughout. It was back and forth. I mean, we forget the fact that we didn't even think that Josh Allen was going to play this game, you know, and then it comes through that they didn't activate the third QB, I think a couple hours before. So people were like, okay, he's playing, he's playing. Um, but what a game. And then he didn't, he didn't come back out again right away for warmups yes. again after that. And like the point spread bounced from like one to seven, like four different times yep. in like three hours. It was quite yeah, a game. It was, why don't you tell, yes, tell us he, about it? It's your victory. You know, I, I what, what, oh, where to even start? There's 10 or 20 plays in that second half alone that are going to be iconic Vikings history plays forever. I mean, Justin Jefferson, I mean, what the hell can you say? The I remember maybe 20 minutes mm-hmm. before the catch that everybody's seen. Axel, I think you texted Diggs with the catch of the year. And before I could even know what was going on, I texted back, not anymore. I mean, it was, it was one thing after another. It was, I mean, in both teams, it was just haymakers. It felt like a heavyweight fight. 
I mean, I still can't. Uh, Justin Jefferson just, man, he just, he had to have that catch alone, fourth and 18, under two minutes left. How, I've, I bet I've watched it 30 times. I still don't understand how it, how it happened. And he even, Jefferson, I mean, the stats speak for themselves 10 for 193. The Bills have only been allowing 210 passing yards a game. So, I mean, he almost outdid that by himself. He also threw a massive block on the Delvin Cook 80 yard run that really what got the Vikes back in the game. They were down by 17. And the the Cook run, he it was sprung free by Jefferson. If you rewatch it, it's crazy how much Jefferson really meant. I mean, Cook as well, obviously. Um, I don't know. It was just the, oh boy, I, I can't even, it's hard to, the veterans on defense again. I've said this a couple of times. The defense, if you look at the stats, doesn't look like it's some dominating defense, but, and most people aren't really giving the defense much credit, at least nationally. But the big players, the star players on that defense are making plays when they need to make plays. Eric Kendricks with the one of the greatest fumble recoveries in regular season history of any team in the end zone. The Harrison Smith making huge plays on on the <laughs> what pass break. Was that that fumble? Uh, oh my god! Now you're bringing me back to it, and I'm like, I just like I know I was like this, I was like Axel. I was like, actually, is this Sunday all over again? I'm getting nervous because I know that's what I, the Cowboys are about to play, about to kick I, off. Oh, it's, I mean, Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is good, is like the defensive MVP of this team with the two picks in the red zone on Allen. And everything I've been hearing is everybody is saying it. What's wrong with Allen? What's wrong with Allen? And I even thought that for a while. And then I was l- listening to some different interviews and some, I found us amazing interview with Peterson on the uh, all things covered podcast. And he was, and they were asking him about that last interception. Cause I think we'd even surmised in our text chain that is Allen's arm not right. Cause that throw looked way off. And Peterson had said that was the only reason he picked that was because of him studying film and studying the plays. He knew that when they lined up in that particular lineup that Gabe Davis tended to cut into the middle. So he ba- basically jumped the route and guessed it. And that's why he picked it off. It might've not been a complete pass if he didn't do that, but Patrick Peterson, the veteran leadership that he has shown is just amazing. I mean, how picking off Allen, tw- I mean, granted, Allen has thrown a lot of picks and has been a bit, a little bit reckless the last couple of weeks, but I mean, it's just the Vikings don't never win these kind of games. And I mean, maybe they, maybe they finally played the one team that is more cursed than they are in the bills. And maybe that's what happened. I don't <laughs> understand it. I mean, they've, they converted four, four third and tens or longer and they converted a fourth and six and a fourth and 18. They overcame crazy, terrible refing calls the, on the, the Dalvin Cook play on the, right on the goal line near the end of the game where he got stuffed for a three-yard loss. There was 12 men on the field. That play, that hasn't even been talked about yet. If you look at the tape, it's, there's 12 guys there. They was stopped for three yards and nothing was ever called. The Gabe Davis catch that wasn't reviewed, even though the time stopped. I mean, those are the kind of things that the Vikings fans are usually saying, you know, mm. if it went up in for that stupid blown call, we would have won the game. Well, the calls were blown and they still won the game. I'm still in shock. If you guys can't tell, I'll, I'll probably just keep running my mouth, but I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Well, I think we're orange. <laughs> what do you think, Brett? What do you think, Brett? What was well, going no, through I, your mind that day? It was, it was insane. And uh, I just relived it. Thank you, Ando. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> my stream of consciousness. I'm sorry. I, I would have been unintelligible if we had done this a live one right after the game. So that's right. Well, is 12 men on the field? Was that have been a reviewable thing? I feel like they could review that or I can't I, remember how quick the next play happened. 
it didn't happen real quick, but I don't know if I'm not sure if they can review it or not. And I don't think they didn't like in the press conference afterwards, O'Connell said, yeah, they knew that it was 12 men on the field, but they didn't, I don't know if they either, they didn't, didn't have time or didn't, I'm not sure what the ruling is there, but yeah, there was actually 12 men on the field. It's a, a crazy, I didn't know it till after the game was well over that, that they had said that. So. Hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, a fumble exchange, you know, that Josh Allen fumble center exchange. I mean, we take that for granted. I mean, how many times at the end of a game during a kneel down, you're like, come on, fumble it, fumble it. If your team's on the other end, <laughs> mm-hmm. but this had stakes. It was on, you know, on the one inch line or where the heck it was. I mean, yeah. just the fact too, that when the fumble happened and Minnesota scores, the way the score was aligned that, and the extra point, now Minnesota's up by three and you're like, there's no way Buffalo. And then sure enough, Buffalo just comes back, choo, 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 ties it up overtime. And I, and then I went over to the Cowboys Packers game and they actually hear because the Rams are the local team, they cut over to the Rams game, even though the Vikings bill game was that game on that channel. They cut to the Rams, but when the Cowboys are the next game or an out of market team is, they'll let that play out and you'll miss the first quarter. But luckily, (laughs) yeah, luckily Sunday ticket has done better where as soon as I went over to the Sunday ticket channel for the Vikings bills, the game was on there. Usually it takes like five to seven minutes before they realize how stupid they are. But (laughs) um, so I watched the, I I had not seen the overtime game, uh, the overtime portion and I watched it today, and it was just like, man, I mean, this game, watching the fourth quarter again, watching the OT, I'm just like, I remember going through games like this, and it, it's just because of the craziness, Ando, I mean, I was I was right, we were right there with you, we knew what you were going through. Oh, man, it was, <laughs> and, it was you know, well, you guys were my relief valve, because I had a, my one-year-old was sleeping in the next room, so I'm like, doing i'm acting like a mind my my five-year-old wondered what the hell was wrong with me because i'm jumping around but i'm not saying a word because i wanted to scream <laughs> so you guys were my outlet just texting back and forth so it was oh yeah it was crazy but these like i said these, these types of wins uh for your franchise especially ando because we're well all of us are in the same boat we know our team so well and we know in, in recent history, these are the types of games our teams usually don't win. Um, or, and so when you win a game like this, this was same thing for me last year, winning, beating the Patriots finally uh, without Tom Brady, but beating them and over time, you know, of course I was like, this is, you know, this is going to, this is going to change. This is the year. Um, (laughs) And then the Cowboys go to crap after in November, which I'll talk about later. But um, but no, this is I mean, this is on the road. Buffalo, everyone crowned Buffalo the best team in the league, even when they lost to the Dolphins. I mentioned it before. They're still the best. Well, I think they're vulnerable now. And Josh Allen is hurt, but he's he's been throwing a lot of picks, a lot of red zone picks. I think he's got Uh, four four in the last. yeah, Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what was the game where they end? Oh, it was against the Packers that Sunday night game where they ended up not covering a, mm-hmm. a week before that. He threw that goal line, red zone pick. So there's been three games where he's done this and uh, against the Jets, against the Pack. I mean, so you're wondering what's going on. Has he been hurt earlier in the season? And this just 
added to it or, you know, you, you just wonder uh, what the heck is going on out there. Hank Stram. It is concerning because, man, I love watching this dude play. And when he decides that he's going to get a first down and he's going to run, he just walks through people. You know, and it's amazing. And he, he does at times have amazing accuracy and he can throw a long ball. He has well that last that last drive in over that drive in overtime before yeah. Peterson picked him off. He had what two or three runs that were ten or fifteen yards and was just mowing down the field. And I'm like, Well, it was just a fun game while it lasted. Exactly. He looks like but you're right. Then he, he gets down there and he he did it against the Jets, just he's getting picked off and, and they're not looking uh, it's not like it's bouncing off an open guy or something, right? They're like going, it's like people are knowing what he's going to do, right? They're mm-hmm. reading him, like you said, Andy. So yeah, that's that, basically what Peterson was saying in the interview, that, yeah. that he basically studied film and that's how he figured it out. It's that decision-making, which kind of plagued him earlier in his career. You know, maybe he's just having a little bit of a regression. I mean, this is high pressure. We talk about it. Like you're talking about the th- the simpleness of this of taking the snap solo, we mm-hmm. we talk about sometimes like the simpleness of the fact that there's only 32 guys in the world that are doing <laughs> this job, you know, right. and that's a lot of pressure. And this dude is how old is he? 24, 25. Um, sometimes you know the other you make thing, a bad decision. The other thing I was going to mention too that I had written down here that I don't. I think it was on the first Peterson interception, the one where Peterson ran it out to the, yeah, it was the first because the second one Peterson slid down on that first one. If you watch the end of the play, Allen goes in and tries and tackles him and leads with his throwing shoulder or his throwing elbow. Oh yeah. And it's like, aren't you kind of injured? Why are you, you should be smarter than this, man. You injure yourself to your team's done. I it's it. That play too was really, I don't hear many people talking about that, but he shouldn't be going in there for the tackle on that. I mean, I just, Something's, I mean, and I'm sure part of it's the competitiveness. I know it's hard to shut that off, especially for those yeah. guys, but. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just, what a game and what a win for the Vikings. Oh, and great. The Vikings play the Cowboys next week. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also do have to chime in and remind everyone that due to the loss uh, that the Buffalo Bills suffered, now I tech I thought the Jets should be in first place because they beat Miami, but Miami does didn't have their bye, so they have a one game lead on the Jets, uh, right? They have seven wins instead of six, so technically half a game. Okay, yep. so they're ahead. If they, yeah, I think it's seven and three versus six and three. Yes, yeah. yep. I think it should even out. So I think the Jets are in first place. <laughs> well, yeah, the season doesn't end today yeah it doesn't end it doesn't end today yes it's so, we got to play the whole season out so but, uh, you're I good just, you know we soften them up for you andy and you got to take i'll take out, it so i am not about i am not above pity that but it's tough for bills fans because you are riding a high i mean all of us have said Oh, they're the best team, no doubt. There's no question, you know, the whole season. And, hey, we're going to talk about the Eagles' loss now, too. So who is the great team now? Is it the Chiefs? Or the, do the Chiefs end up? Do Is Tampa Bay back with two wins in a row? You know, things can change so quickly. But I don't know. I'm not ready 
to put a fork in the Bills. They are a great team. And I think that this can be a trying time. Hey, rather they go through this now than in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So they're still going to have that opportunity to figure out what the hell's going on. Maybe Josh Allen needs to sit a game. Maybe his arm is messed up. Maybe his head is a little, you know, frazzled or something. I don't know. But we've seen him do amazing things. But again, when you look at the stats, we were talking about what if he didn't play? Well, they wouldn't have had 333 yards passing, 84 yards rushing, right? Like, I think five of them, five of his six carries were for first downs. So, you know, I mean, he is. Yeah, I don't think Case Keenum would have put those numbers up. No. Nope. Nope. So the Bills need him to be playing great, you know? So hopefully that can happen again. I mean, there's the reason he's yeah. been the MVP front runner all year because he, I mean, he he carries that team. If he's not playing well, the Bills are doomed. But I, I think, yeah, it's too early to say the Bills are done. They're they're going to be back. No, they'll be back. It's just the only thing is, again, when you're an elite team, you can worry about this. But the home field advantage. They went in to Arrowhead, beat the Chiefs, so they could get that home field advantage. And now with a, a couple losses, you know, if you have to go to Kansas City in the playoffs, then it gets, you know, it gets tougher. Because you want to, the Bills Mafia, the whole, they want to be home for the playoffs because that, I mean, I know they lost to the Vikings, but in January, that's a place, that's a home field advantage. You know, that was something I was going to bring up this, the home field advantage thing, because I I didn't, I forget how valuable it was, but like three games this week that I watched and where it stuck out to me is like home field advantage. The one thing that doesn't get talked about is, a lot of ref, there's a lot of refereeing and it's, I've ref, ref, ref some basketball before and it's hard to not ref with the crowd sometimes. So sometimes those, the home teams get more calls. That just is the way it is. It happened in the, the bills got a bunch of calls. The Packers got a bunch of calls they shouldn't have gotten. And the uh, Eagles, I thought last night, even though the face mask that was missed was bad. The Eagles, I thought got quite a few plays that called for them that they shouldn't have either. I think that's a big difference. That home field advantage is big just for that alone. Cause the crowds are so crazy now. And, it's hard to not go with the crowd sometimes. Just it's, I think it's just human nature. It's nothing against the refs because I sure as hell couldn't do it either. So I that, I think that is super important. That home field advantage. Oh, we, is, yeah, I think we should have bet on the game. We should have bet on the games you were refing then, Ando. We, <laughs> why didn't you let us know? Well, it was Ando only Donaghy. it was only like it's it's only been like fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade basketball tournaments, so it's not exactly high stakes. But hey, we can make them high. Brett knows well, how to manipulate true. lines. We can bet on anything. So, yeah. AI. You were talking about uh, – I'm sorry, actually. No, please, Brett. I was just – real quick, I was going to say, you you mentioned Josh Allen as an early season MVP candidate. What about Justin Jefferson for MVP? I I heard – I watched PTI, uh, and I heard ESPN analyst Michael Wilbon compare him to Jerry Rice. In the same breath. So, oh, all right, relax. Yeah, I think let's. Uh... <laughs> but, but I do agree. A game like that, it's like Cooper Cup last year for the Rams. He didn't get his just desserts. And I thought he should have been the MVP over Rodgers. Uh, but, you know, oh, it's a receiver. You got to give it to a quarterback. Yeah. You know what? Jefferson makes his quarterback better. He is an elite receiver. Um, you know, I wouldn't put him in the Jerry Rice, you know, win a few Super Bowls and then we can talk, you know, but he doesn't, he also doesn't have Joe Montana throwing, but Rice, he did it when he was old with the Raiders. I mean, he, he just, 
it was Jerry Rice, the greatest of all time. Jefferson, it, I'm not, I, I, you know, I, you know, again, we're, we're older. So, you know, to a kid nowadays, Jefferson might be their Jerry Rice, but history tells you there's only one Jerry Rice. I'm sorry. But and having said that, he deserves MVP talk after this game. I, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I do agree with that because that catch alone, I mean, 10 for 193 or whatever. I mean, first of all, but that catch, that's and that's an MVP quality catch. That's Hall of Famer type shit. Well, so far yeah. this season, he's had one two three games over 150 yards 115 107 147 he's got 69 catches 1060 yards i just think that's at this point i mean look at what tyreek has how how important he is um yeah what podcast what you was probably i was probably like uh cousin sal or something somebody was saying that um that uh, it's not that Tyreek Hill isn't throwing the ball accurately. It's that they're purposeful. He's purposefully throwing it short so Tyreek Hill can back up and catch it and get away yeah, from get people. The yak. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if that's really true, but <laughs> that's. I'm not going to go that far. Uh, right. Right. You know, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Well. I think the. I think the, uh, the, the race comparisons are way, that's way too reactionary. You can't even, I mean, he's not even on Moss's level at this point. I mean, he's awesome. And I think, Oh yeah. Randy Moss. Hello. (laughs) I think he deserves to be in the conversation for MVP. I mean, I still, if, if I was starting a team and I had to pick between Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson, I'm still taking Mahomes. I mean, so, I mean, I, I, it doesn't mean he, and Tyreek should be in that conversation too. And so, I mean, Allen is obviously yeah. still in the conversation. I mean, that's why I say I, halfway through the season, I think absolutely Jefferson does because the Vikings are not winning the games they've won without him. But at the same time, the Vikings are not always – I mean, they wouldn't have won a few games without Dalvin Cook playing or some yeah. of these other – I mean, the Vikings this year, that team has been a team that's had different people be – I hate to say responsible, but different people be the most important player every game. So I, yeah. Jefferson is the best player on the team. But and I say in the conversation, but I don't think he's to that point yet, and definitely not Jerry Rice. Well, I think I think, I think the, opening. Yeah, State. I think but, the default thing is because we we see quarterbacks get the MVP a lot because quarterbacks are valued so much more. Like you said, you you would draft Patrick Mahomes over Jefferson, and a lot of it is, I mean, he's the best quarterback, but he's the quarterback, and without a you. Without a really good quarterback, it's very tough to win unless you have the greatest defense, the greatest players around you, like, you know, the Tampa Bay or Baltimore winning the Super Bowl and back, you know, in the early 2000s. Uh, so the default is the quarterback, and, they, and now they put up such big numbers. But you, it's a team game. Like, I hated the whole thing. Well, if Barry Sanders was behind the Dallas line, he would be, you know, 3,000 yards. No, it, it doesn't work that way. It's just like it's just like I. It's a team game. Like people bashing Emmett Smith for having a great offensive line. I'm like, well, you're not watching it. It's what you do after that, too. You know. So it's, there's a lot of things. Derek Lassick came in for two games while Emmett was holding out. He couldn't get past the the center. He was hitting the center's ass plenty of times. So it's like relax. It's a team game, and you need a good offensive line. You need everything to click. And that's why a lot of these guys, when they win awards, it's like I want to, you know. They appreciate their O line, their you know, right. 
I'm sure Thielen has helped Jefferson along the way. You know, Thielen, mm-hmm. Thielen's not having the year he used to, but having that veteran leadership, friendship there, like that, that it, it's just team game. It's not like baseball or, you know, where you can put up stats, you know, it, it, it's a team game. So it's, it's hard. It's hard, especially, you know, nowadays where everyone's, everyone's throwing the damn ball. That's what's just crazy. And that's the thing about Jerry Rice real quick is that was in a time where, you know, it, you had Duper and Clayton and those guys doing their things with Marino. And of course you had the West coast offense with Montana, but it was a run first league for so many years. And uh, if the Cowboys would have just ran more uh, anyway. Well, speaking of the Cowboys, let's keep it moving. All right. Let, let Solo get his, speaking of a team game, the doll, the uh, I almost said the Dolphins. The Cowboys did lose twenty-eight to thirty-one to the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers strikes again. So I mean, Packers lose five in a row. Cowboys are favorite in Lambeau. You're thinking they got no no weapons. Then all of a sudden, Christian Watson, the the Hall of Famer, shows up. Um, there's so much I could talk about this game. I mean, it was. It was a tough loss for me because this is a game the Cowboys should have won when you're up, especially when you're up 14 in the fourth quarter. Um, they, you know, were giving up a lot of rushing yards. They weren't sacking Rodgers. I remember I said that and I go, wait a minute. Rodgers only thrown the ball 10 times at the point that I was like, we haven't sacked him. They, I mean, they were just running the ball effectively. But when the Cowboys, you know, went ahead and I was just like, all right, you know, even after – the dumb picks. I mean, whether you want to blame Schultz or Lamb or whatever, you know, Dak, he's got some Tony Romo in him, and it and it bothers me. Uh, you know, they only ran the ball what six times in the second half, something like that, some stat like that. And you know, the problem is they're definitely missing a receiver, the Cowboys, and. You, when you're up 14 and you give up a touchdown on fourth and seven and you're up seven, you need to put a drive together and at least get a field goal. You want to be ahead two scores, especially on the road. And they just couldn't do it. And they let the Packers back in the game. And then they should have won it in overtime. And, you know, it's tough because some of those penalty, like those calls, the holding call after, you know, the nice Pollard run or the Malik Davis run, that really hurt the not, you know, they don't throw the, the, the flag when CD lambs getting, you know, molested on a route. And again, that goes to Ando's things, kind of the home field calls. And then on fourth and four, you go for it and you don't, you, you, that play was awful or they were just, you know, the line gave, gave up the pass, you know, and I'm just like, Oh no, why don't you kick the field goal there? I was 50, 50 on it. I'm like, go for it. Let's go for the win. But like in hindsight, then I was like, damn it. If you kick the field goal, then you kick off and, and you your defense can possibly stop them. But then if you miss the field goal, you give them go, good field position. So I was like, well, if you don't make it, you still get them better. You're giving them worse field, a little bit worse field position than if you miss the field goal. But then I'm like, but why go, you know, so I was going through my head. I mean, I got the point where we're going to lose this game. Then I'm like, oh, this is the year. We're up by 14. 
And then I'm like, this is <laughs> years over. Asleep and I woke up and they were up by 14 because I was just uh, tired from the fucking Vikings Bills game. I know. And I woke Dude, up I had and to I was going to text, two oh, they're going to win yeah. easily now. And then I kept watching well, the game and I was like, oh, shit. I had the Cowboys to finish my parlay at the money line. And I text you guys, ah, Cowboys up 14, looking good. And I should have never done that because uh, I know I have then, that power. Then Fox puts up on the graphic on the screen that the Cowboys are 195 and 0 when they're up by 14 points in the third quarter or something crazy like going, that. Going to the fourth quarter. Or going to the fourth quarter, yeah. Points, and, you know, when not? you were talking about that fourth down thing, going for the points too, part of the reason why I, I think on our text chain, I'm like, take the damn points. What are they doing? Because the Bills did that in the Vikings game. That was one of the picks that Jeff that uh, that was thrown in the end zone. Allen, it was on a fourth down. When Peterson picked off the first pass, it was a fourth down, and they could have had a chip shot field goal. And it, they yep. that, that extra three – I'm a big – Big uh, on going for the points because Mayer's got a good leg. I mean, I, I would have yeah. went for the points there too, but I mean, that's hard to second guess at the time too. Well, this is the thing too, and why I went through this roller coaster with this game, but like when the Cowboys are up 7 nothing, and then they get a turnover and then Dak throws the pick in the end zone, I said, that's going to be – I mean, I'm pissed off at the holding calls. All of a sudden, you got Connor McGovern pancaked him. He wasn't holding, and they call it, and it's just like, really – but I look, but I'm one, I could be pissed at the refs, but I look at the whole game. You got to look at the whole game. It's not just yeah. one or two calls, unfortunately. Dak throwing that pick where they could have easily been up 10 nothing, maybe 14 nothing, might have changed the game because when the Packers for a while there were starting to throw the ball more, they were getting some pass rush, things were happening, but then when they were able to go back to the run, and still be in the game, the Cowboys just couldn't stop the run. And then um, Anthony Brown going out with a concussion hurt because we had to put in Kelvin Joseph at corner, and then we got this rookie, Deron Bland, who's not bad, and Diggs. So we're a little thin at corner, which hurt. And But but I'm just like, as a Cowboy fan, I, it just seems like, especially in the DAC era, except for the first year, the rookie year, where they got the one seed and, of course, lost to the Packers. Oh, great, McCarthy. You'll go for field goals then to beat the Cowboys, but you won't go against. Okay. Anyway, um, so this is what happens. The Cowboys look good in October, the beginning of the year. They, you think this is a new year. And then they, you know, they win with a backup quarterback and everything's looking good to get, get right games against Detroit and Chicago. And now you got a tough stretch at Green Bay, at Minnesota, short week Thanksgiving, the New York Giants. If they lose these next, this is where I'm at. It's like if they go and lose to Minnesota, which is a good chance they're going to lose, and then that Thanksgiving game becomes a must win, and then if you're pressing and the Giants have a great day, if you lose three in a row in November, granted, you're still six and five with an easy, You play then you play the AFC South, which is nice, but there's no guarantee you're going to win all those games, but it's just like, then it's like all this shit happens. It's like, you need to win next week at Minnesota, but it's like, damn, this is not an easy game. <laughs> no, this is not an easy I, game. And you know, have, and, and this is what frustrates me because I have no confidence now in them. I had a lot of confidence going into the week. Now I'm like, there's no way they're going to do this again to me. I get sucked in. I look forward to every game every week, having a great September, October. November starts out on not too bad. 
and then they blow a game and Aaron Rodgers, who's lost five in a row and the Packers look like shit. We bet on them and they suck. And and then they come and they freaking beat the Cowboys in overtime. It just makes me sick. Makes me sick. Yeah, that was a tough that was a tough loss, man. And I gotta say, I, I don't know. I, I think Dak sometimes just does not impress me. And I have to say, overall, I have not been super impressed with the guy throughout his career. I just I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not, I mean, Hey, any quarterback can win a super bowl these days. Right. But I not think Dak. I no, I mean, I don't know that, but I just think that they <laughs> need more weapons. He can't, you know what I mean? Like you said, they and definitely that, need more yes. than Dalton Schultz. Um, yeah. You know, and that's what pisses me off about Jerry and them where they get rid of him. I know why they got rid of Amari Cooper. There were some problems and, you know, Kellen Moore, it felt like, they went back to the old Dakways where we got to throw it so many times and not running the ball. When you're running the ball so damn well, even Malik Davis is getting eight yards a clip. You know, I mean, he's a rookie. So it's like, why you go back to the freaking Dak's got to win it all kind of thing. Give your defense a chance to rest, run the effing ball, short, pe- you know, and then and that's this. That's what the Packers going, did. Yeah. And yeah. going for it when you had 20 attempts. Dak had 46. Thank you. And, and you were winning in the fourth quarter and you have 20 attempts. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers only had 40 less yards. Yeah. Because of all the, yeah, the long bombs. I don't remember the last time the Cowboys threw a long pass, yeah, but it pisses me off because Dak is good. And if they just follow that Cooper rush game plan, where it doesn't have to be Dak all the time, throwing it, you can win. And they went back to the old bullshit and Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones thinking they, you know, get rid of Mari Cooper. You, you know, it would have been nice if you trade for AJ Brown or something, but no, they think they can win with CD lamb, Noah Brown and Michael Gallup coming off an injury and Simo Fieco. And they drafted Jalen Tobert in the third round. And because of his stupid lining up, not on the line of scrimmage and was offsides that, that hurt a, a drive at the end there. It's just like, I, I don't get it. Do you realize once you got Amari Cooper, Dak became better. And then you take away Amari Cooper. He goes, he needs weapons. Unfortunately, they have, to, they have to be going after Beckham, aren't they? If they don't, I'd be shocked, but Beckham, how healthy is he? Well, it's true, I mean, but it'd still probably be an upgrade. Even if he was at 80%, wouldn't he? I agree. Oh, just give me a 50%. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I'm fifty percent because then you have to cover them, and people are still worried about Odell Beckham Jr. I, I think they have to, especially. Uh, I mean, if if they drop two more and lose three in a row, I'm just and then yeah, they played the Texans, the Jags, and all that. But how excited would I be if they start winning against those bad teams? It's the same old crap. So I'm just I'm just so frustrated. Wow. I've gotten over it, but now on this pod, I don't. I think I'm not. <laughs> over it <laughs> well solo it was a tough loss not as tough as beaten being beat by pj walker and the panthers <laughs> brett had to suffer we all Jeez. had to suffer through on thursday Ugh. night to start the week this was a disappointing game brett what's going on man what the hell happened mariota is looking like freaking zach Wilson three weeks ago twirling around and just throwing the ball while he's falling and 
it was this was they just were not we it was funny because i was thinking about talking about this game and i was like i talked all about how the falcons are playing like a team and they're cohesive and then it just the glue just kind of came apart in this one yeah this was uh i guess uh, i'm not going to talk about this very long but this is clearly their worst game of the season Maybe you can chalk it up to a weird short week on the road Thursday night game. Um, you know, I, after that Chargers game on Sunday, which they had a real chance of winning that one, they had basically no chance of winning this one. Carolina just basically ran the ball down their throat from the get-go. Um, it was rainy, windy. Uh, both teams had basically the same game plan to run the ball. Um, Carolina did that. The Falcons did not do that. And Mariota did not look great. Um, he, uh, kind of, it was for, they were forced to pass the ball a little more than they wanted to in the second half since they were already down by double digits. It didn't work out well. Carolina finished with 232 rushing yards. Um, PJ Walker, didn't have to do a whole lot with his arm. 10 for 16, 101 yards. Um, I think he got hurt in the game, too. They announced, they announced today he's not starting this weekend. Oh, okay. Well, the real takeaway from this game in Atlanta is, uh, is there should there be a quarterback controversy? Is it time to start mm. Desmond Ritter? Yep. So uh, – and Axel pointed us to a great NFL podcast called Peacock and Williamson. Yeah, I love it. And uh, I listened to them, and they both agree that it should be Desmond Ritter time in Atlanta. Now, they drafted this kid in the third round. He hasn't taken a snap yet, but he was a, a four-year starter in college, I believe. So he actually has a lot more uh starting experience than than most incoming rookies have at that position so um and actually um arthur smith head coach of the falcons announced in a press conference today that the quarterback starting this sunday against the bears will be marcus Mariota. Uh, he's not going to he's not going to be changed it's going to be Mariota's job unless he gets hurt or unless um the Falcons are like maybe once they're eliminated from the playoffs, uh, you know, give him a shot. But the NFC South is so terrible that there's still there's just a game out of first still. Yeah, it's I was insane. Say. Like Tampa, even though they won two in a row, Tampa's five and five. They're still not a good team in my opinion. Um, so I th- I think the division is still wide open. Uh, I'm hoping this game is just a blip and maybe the Falcons are more like the team that they showed they were in the first, you know, eight or nine weeks. Um, and if that's true, their schedule is pretty weak coming up. So they do have a chance to win some of these games. Um, and in a weak division, maybe that'll be enough to, you know, win the South at like eight and nine or whatever. But it, it's kind of hurting – the, the chance to see Desmond Ritter on the field because you know, I'm knocking on door. Yeah. Mariota, you got the veteran there that you know what you got. He's his ceiling is not very high, but 
you know, he probably gives you the best chance to win, win right now. I mean, Ritter would as mistake prone as Mariota has been Ritter would be, would make more mistakes for sure as a raw rookie. Um, and so watching that, Mariota play that game, though he was he was like missing th- throws, like people that were wide open. I mean, he, I was yeah. I've been a Mariota fan in the past, especially when he was at Oregon. But holy, I mean, he did, he looked. It was like a long time ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're but, right, I mean, he, Andy. Things started to click a little bit more for both offenses once the rain and and yeah, and the kind maybe of the weather was a big up. part yeah. of it. It kind of let up, but still. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you on defense too, they just looked off and I, yeah, Brad, I think it was just the, a bad game for the Falcons on both sides of the ball and the Panthers Mm -hmm. just have something to play for. It's like you get rid of some of the dead weight and people start kind of, it's, it is not that I'm happy to see Atlanta lose, but it's nice to see. Walker win a game, and I mean, here he's like 10 for 16, 108 yards. Ooh, 108. Um, but it was all the rushing, you know? Well, yeah. the, I, I actually have an interesting stat from the Panthers. With McCaffrey on the team, they were averaging 90 rushing yards a game. Without him, they're averaging 159 rushing yards a game. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. There you go. So weird. Well, but uh, the. The the anxiety in Atlanta for this Sunday's game is that you're playing the Bears and you're playing Justin Fields. Um, Who's going the two, off? The, the 2021 first-round draft, Falcons picked fourth overall. They took Pitts with that pick with Fields on the board. So now you're and, – and Fields is from Georgia, so you got a lot of people down here who – knew what field's potential was and we're, and we're hoping that the Falcons who were in need of a quarterback at the time, let's face it, even though Matt Ryan was still on the roster, you knew he was getting old. You knew you needed a replacement. You got Justin Fields on the board they decided to take Pitts, And now they're, they're running an offensive scheme where Pitts gets, you know, less than 10 targets a game for some reason. Like they're just not using him. Meanwhile, if Fields comes in and, takes over the game Sunday is going to be a pretty bitter pill. So that's, that's where we are down here. Well, it's better than a jagged little pill. You know, <laughs> you want to know. <laughs> You're right. Uh, oh, whoa. All right. Well, let's, 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 let's keep it moving. Put our feet up on the Ottoman. We'll talk about some other games or, or are we mixing them in? Or are we going to the Ottoman? Do you want to go to the picks? The onside, the on, we didn't talk about it before the pod started. Let's do a little onside, and then we can uh, mix it in. Maybe we, in. maybe or maybe go around, and everyone gets their little take on a game they want to mention with us shutting up. Maybe I don't know. Okay, all right. What do you yeah. think? We're talking. What do you think, pod. Axel? Let's do it. Well, I like the idea. All right, go with it. You have the onside kick here, and uh, you want to talk a little betting. Yeah. So. Parlays are tough. I, I do them for fun. I don't do heavy parlays. And, of course, I mentioned the Cowboys screwed my parlay. So um, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. McCarthy, thanks. I didn't want to win any money. Uh, but you know what? I've been 5-0 and in the last two weeks with player prop. Player props are – you know, I was going to mention it last week, and I totally forgot. Player props is the way to go. I mean, to bet – I bet – 
I've won three of the five player props I've won are um, interceptions by, and actually I would have won a sixth because I had David, I think it was Davis Mills throwing two picks on Thursday night against the Eagles. And I swear I pressed, pressed it and it went through and I guess it didn't go through. And when I saw that I didn't win it, I go, what the hell? And then of course I must have, something must have happened, but player props are the way to go. So I kind of like look for decent odds and, um, you know, Justin Fields, one, two weeks in a row, he was, you know, 50 yards rushing and then it went up to 63.5 or something. And that, that's been a bet that I've loved. I mean, I know, I, I mean, is this guy not going to get over 60 yards rushing a game? I mean, I, I just don't see it. I mean, it'll happen one time, I'm sure. But it's just like, I mean, I wonder what the line's going to be this week, if they'll go 68 or something. But he's just been a gold mine. So thank God for player props because it is so damn hard, as you guys know, to pick against the spread, let alone a parlay, uh, you know, with with spreads or even money lines. I mean, this league is just whoo doggy. And uh, what about uh, – so Cooper Cup gets hurt. The Rams are going down. Uh, my Super Bowl pick is, is is done. Oh boy! Yeah, the the Rams are they're they're hurting. They're yeah, and they're they're without a first round pick. That's not going to get any better anytime soon. No, they 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 paid the Piper to win a Super Bowl last year. They gave up mm-hmm. their future, and it's cashing in already. Yeah, like that's pretty. You know, that's what's sad because they. I don't think they thought it would be this quick, but they're just a bad team, and with all the injuries, that's not helping. Yep. Yeah, that window is closing fast, and they don't have a whole lot of draft picks in the next couple of years, do they? They like traded them all away. Yeah, they yep. feel like they traded them all. So, you know, though you got a Super Bowl, I think I would make that trade. If I if I had to deal uh, like three three or four number ones for a Super Bowl, I would take the Super Bowl. And um, you guys are talking about the Rams. I was just looking at this article about Stafford's wife getting upset. Is he coming back? I mean, I'm I, I kind of hear conflicting things, but maybe. He what do you might... mean coming back? Like the, the season or? Yeah. Last time well, he was still in concussion protocol, but I, I don't mean, know. I, I, I guess there's rumors swirling that he might retire. Oh, geez, I, that's hot off the press. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Who is that? Vicky Vale. Um. <laughs> this town needs an enema. <laughs> One of the all-time greatest movie quotes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that the Rams are fucked. Yeah, and they're you know how long is it going to take them to get back to any type of sustainability i don't know those guys are pretty smart though and i don't know what people can do with the cap and all that but yeah they don't have picks they could start maybe i don't know who they'd have to trade at any point but but then you get cap hits i mean they it's funny how like they trade for von mill last year like i thought they had no cap and no nothing and they get them you know it's like they're always a way to push money redo deals but I think it's it gets to a point where you'll be in salary cap hell and like like the Saints were for, uh, you know, when they did all that towards the end with Breeze. And it, it, it's that's why the one thing I will say about the Cowboys in recent years, they've managed the cap a lot better and they've really built through the draft. And I think you have to do that nowadays 
you have to build through the draft. Now the Rams, uh, yeah, you can you can do that, and and, and but you they almost lost the Super Bowl. They almost lost to Tampa Bay. I mean, it was close, but they did yeah. get their Super Bowl. But like, I really think, and as a fan, I, you know, when it comes to football, I. I you know, I liked back in the 90s when the Cowboys could just go get a Deion Sanders or go get like they would get guys like Elvis Patterson, who was a high priced oh, veteran just to play special teams yeah, from the Raiders. On the like you, oh, was he uh, like guys like that? You're able to, you know, and then before the cap, you're able to do that. But then again, you know, it was Cowboys, Niners every year, Bills. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I at least I do like the Jets, the Falcons, the Vikings having a chance being in a small market team or whatever. It, but it's just like the Rams, the problem is they're so top loaded with veterans that you get injuries. They have nobody to because they don't draft anymore. They have nobody to back up. Right now you're going to have Ben Skoranek and uh, Van Jefferson as your receivers with cup yeah, down. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good if you're an XFL team, but <laughs> you're not. Yeah. And I think I heard on one of the pods this week somebody saying that the Rams have been the healthiest team the last two years, and that basically hasn't happened this year. And that's right, right there. They, they end, when you got Cup and Stafford out, I mean, what the hell are you going to do? Well, and that's the thing, guys. As as much as this league is more parity, uh, it's wide open more. There really isn't the elite teams. I mean, you could say the Chiefs, the Eagles, and now the the Bills, the Vikings now and stuff. But like, they're all beatable. Right. But you're, um, it, it, I forget what the hell I was going to say. I had a great point. <laughs> I, forget, I got all excited. Um, something about injuries. Anyway, it's great. Oh, out there. that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. It's thank you, Ando. It's so, um, cl- now it's like, if you're healthy, you can make a run, but you know, once you get that injury bug, it, you, you, the depth's not there anymore. Yeah. So that's why it's like the Vikings, the Eagles, if they stay healthy, they're going to be tough outs. You know, the Bills are struggling with injuries, but if they get healthy, they have the pedigree. Even though I know it's Buffalo, they lost four Super Bowls in a row. But Kellum, don't worry. I still think you have a really good team, and we still have a good – you know, there's still two weeks in January. So there's, there's a lot of football to be played well, still. Speaking of injuries – one game that we have been watching, or and you had it in the notes that I had talked about the 49ers, and they were, they got a lot of players back. They seem to be rolling. They took care of the Chargers 22 16. Didn't cover, though. Didn't cover, but they don't play to cover solo. They play to win. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> That's the way I talk. Um, so did they yeah. did they pass the test, the Chargers test, Axel? Um, you think? They did. And Elijah Mitchell did uh, pretty good. You know, 89 yards on my fantasy team. I still lost, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, I still with the Niners, though, I don't really understand what they do with Debo. Like, he only caught two oh, passes, and then he runs for four, four times. That's what I was just going to bring up. Yards. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's taken him a little time. He's on my fantasy team, so, it, hey. It's interesting, too, because, look, uh, Mitchell had four more carries than McCaffrey, you know? Yeah. Uh, even though McCaffrey got the TD, and I think, if I remember correctly, he had two first downs uh, runs, 
it's just kind of interesting. I guess they're trying to figure out they have like too many weapons, you know, except or they just don't have a quarter. I was going to say it it might just be they don't have a quarterback that knows how to utilize those weapons. Yeah, that's their flaw. Right, Brett? That's their flaw. Keep it simple. Jimmy G can dish it a little bit, you know, let those guys go to the quicker passes to one, two, bam, get the ball out quick. The guy that I think of when I when I watch Jimmy G reminds me of Christian Ponder when he was oh, with the Vikings. God. Oh, Ponder, Ponder had this there was weapons there, and Ponder had a little bit of talent, but he never he like distributing the ball the right way and getting it to the people when he needs to and making the right reads just doesn't quite have it. I don't I don't know. I I don't think the I mean it's obvious Fortnite's are only going to go as far as Garoppolo can take them and that's what always that's what scares me about yeah. that team. Their defense is top notch and they've got top notch weapons. But if the guy doesn't know how to shoot the gun, is the gun worth anything? Imagine know. Fields on that team? I don't know. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. True. They could have drafted him. Yeah. They went Trey Lance. Yep. Well Lancelot Link. And I don't know about the Chargers. I mean Justin Abair. 21 for 35, 196 <laughs> yards. With no wide receivers. Yeah. Eckler, he dropped a few, too. I mean, no Williams and no uh, Keenan Allen. They're, they're, they're hurting for injury. I think they were down to what? They're one out of their top five receivers playing, I think, by the yeah. end of the game. They're on the other Hey, wait a minute. Injury bug. Wait a minute. I mean, we talk about Dak. I mean, Justin Herbert was crowned the next, you know, he was Pat Mahomes, and he he can't do it without receivers either, huh? Interesting. True that. Just, just a thought. True that. True that. But no one is Mahomes, and Mahomes was great again. I I really think that the Chiefs are really clicking, man. Anyone else? <laughs> Excuse me. Finally, I mean, they, they, they were playing. They were playing against the Jags this week, so they weren't exactly. I don't know. The, the Chiefs are still, I think, probably the best team, but they've, they've still got weaknesses, too. I mean, they did lose to the Colts. True, but they didn't have Jeff Saturday. Well, that, that's true. They didn't have <laughs> Jeff Saturday, did they? That's right. Everybody's everybody's like, Jeff Saturday showed him, man. Jeff Saturday got it done. Jeff Saturday didn't beat do the, shit. He did a little bit of a He's speech. undefeated, Axel. What are you talking about? Fuck that, dude. He beat the freaking Raiders. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Josh Relax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he is. There's not even much to say, I think. I kind of feel about that game because yep. I, no. I don't think it says anything about the team. And, you know, we'll see how Jeff Saturday does. Yeah. He put Matty Ice back in, though. Brett was like... Mm-hmm. He went for to like have a, an orgasm. I know. What, I did, know. He, what did he have? A forty-seven yard run, thirty-nine <laughs> yard run. Okay. Whew. And I've got a. Oh, I geez. actually have a fun stat about that. That's a longer run this year than all of the following players: Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Najee Harris, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, AJ Dillon, Zeke Elliott, Alvin Kamara. So Matty Ice is a better running back than all those guys, I guess. Except that it took three and a half minutes for him to run that. (laughs) (laughs) Last week you talked about Tampa running that play in slow motion. Uh That was the Matty Ice slow motion this week. He was like, oh, I'm running. Hey, I'm running. He was running. Then he was running towards the the sideline. And then he cut back in. I loved it. He got another (laughs) 10 yards or something. Yep, I loved it too. 
So that's that's good. But uh, let's see what else, what other games did we have to chat about? Of course, well, I the- just want to. Oh, go ahead. So, oh, Axel, I just want to. I don't know if you guys caught the second half of the London game, Bucks Seahawks, but did. did you see? Yep. Okay, so Tom Brady goes out wide. No one covers him. Okay, no problem. Then he does it again, and Fournette like lofts <laughs> <he laughs> it to him. Brady falls. Old man Brady falls, <laughs> and it gets picked. That was just bizarre. Uh-huh. It was like getting too cute. Yeah, oh, I, I really feel like the Seahawks lost that game more than the Bucks won it. Um, yeah, Gino didn't have a yep. great game, um, even though he was still twenty three for thirty three, two seventy five, and two touchdowns. Just when they needed him to make that pass, he didn't, and the guys weren't catching it. And Walker was uh, not much on the running, seventeen yards. Maybe he had too many uh, St. Pauli girls the night before or something. I don't know. I feel like that game was rigged for Tom Brady to win that. I don't know why. (laughs) I never say that, but it just felt that way. It was just. Well, they wanted him to be the. the, Another thing to add to him, he's won in Mexico, England, and now Germany. No, I think it was out of countries. Yep. Yeah, it was out of the country so they could deflate the footballs in, on the on the down low. <laughs> so there you go. Exactly. He's the four. He he won in four country, four different countries. He's won a football game. Good for you, Tom Brady. You're still. Wait, wait, what's the fourth? Oh, what, what's the fourth? I missed. Did he win in Scotland? United States. The United States. Oh. <laughs> oh, you come to U.S. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Any other games <laughs> that uh, you all wanted to? Did we? Oh, we got to talk about the Eagles game. Oh yeah, Commodores. let's do that. Yeah, the Commodores. He's a brick house. Man, wow. Um, this was quite a game, Tyler Heineke, and it was one of those games. Did anyone else notice this? It wasn't until there was literally a minute left that Troy Aikman goes. You know, I think the Eagles are going to lose this game. <laughs> right? He goes. This. You know what? I actually think the Eagles are going to lose this. And then they start talking about that. It's, and I kind of felt that the Eagles felt that way. I felt right. like they were just yeah. playing yep. the game. And then yep. the, the Commodores were like, guess what we're going to do? Never let you touch the ball. And that's what they did. And it was just kind yep. of amazing to watch. I felt like it was like the old school hogs or something. Like they just held on to the ball and Heineken was making every pass and they just the defense held it together and they won the game even though i feel like the eagles when they had the ball they played pretty good but that that drive in the second i think it was the second quarter where they basically took out almost the whole quarter with like yeah. an 8 or 9 yard drive was just crazy. that was awesome that was like that giant super bowl drive that was like a quarter long or something remember that shit yeah. i think too that i think if they if they bent, if they bench Heineke when uh when when he's when the what's oh, his name is healthy, I think it's a mistake. No. Heineke oh, made a time. couple. He made a couple plays that aren't going to show up on the box score. That I was just like, holy shit, that is an awesome play. Yeah. There was one play where he was going to have like a ten yard sack, and he he ran out of the play, and it would have taken him out of range, and it would have been like second and thirty, and he ended up chucking the ball out of bounds to save it. Or the play at the end where he he ran around for three seconds and then kneeled down and drew the drew the roughing penalty. Those are and he got a little too excited there. Relax well, there, Heineke. Yeah. My God, he's like still... he won the Super Bowl. 
well <laughs> it was an interdivisional game as well oh that's true Inter, like when i think yeah. about but i mean those are the kind of plays that some of these that. other quarterbacks we've talked about don't make those kind of smart plays like that those are smart football plays making he reminds he like reminds me well. he, he's a poor man's tony romo the way he throws his intelligence of the game he, you he's a, a poor man's romo tony romo mentions <laughs> today on the pod solo <laughs> That's the only one I mentioned. <laughs> oh, Dak. Did I say Dak is Romo? Yeah, you said he's got a yeah, little Romo with him. <laughs> it was a somewhere Romo in the Romo. Yeah. Or in the, yeah, yeah, get, somewhere in the Cowboys. Some Romo. You got Romo yeah. But I just, I'm just so happy. Cocky-ass Sirianni, the Eagles coach, got out-coached yeah. by Riverboat Ron. It you know was, what? You're a cocky SOB. Last year, he yeah. made shirts, beat Dallas and all that, and you got swept, you punk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know what it was a really fun game to watch and if the eagles were gonna lose this was a fun game to see them lose and what's interesting is the eagles played that thursday night game and had extra rest and the extra day because it was on monday and they're at home in front of the philly faithful and they and they and they lost yeah. you know what anything can happen Anything. I think Heineke was acting like he won the Super Bowl because the Philly fans were acting like they lost the Super Bowl yes. when they lost. <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah. Win, winning in front of those fans is is definitely an awesome thing. I know, Heath, when you ranted on the Philly fans, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, I got a little taste of that. Before this game, before the Monday night game, after the Vikings won their game, I was on a, just scrolling through Facebook, and there was a couple of Vikings pages that I, I think I follow. And the Philly fans are coming onto the Vikings. We're coming onto the Vikings page, like just the fan pages where everybody's like, what an awesome game. The Vikings, yes, this is fun to watch Vikings again. And all these Philly fans are coming out of nowhere, chiming in. Yeah, you guys still suck. Philly's going to kick your ass. You guys are terrible. I'm like, you can't even let the Vikings fans enjoy the moment on their own pages. You have to come and see <laughs> other people out. Eagles fans are the most miserable fans Dude, on the planet Earth. Let me tell you something. I don't even want to get into Philly. Oh, <laughs> I can't even talk. Maybe I shouldn't have brought it up, but I was like, I was reading it like, this is what Heath was talking about a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Oh, yeah. When they choke, when they choke this year, I'm going to love it. Well, they they already lost the World Series like a week or two ago. And and they lost the MLS Cup. So those cocky SOBs going down. Damn. All right, Solo. Well, speaking of going down. Whoa, whoa. Hey. Let's go down to the hammock. And why don't you tell us how our picks did, our record, and overall standings? Well, I, I, <laughs> I know like you want pre-recorded, pre-recorded. Well, I think I know why you want to go there because we have to kneel, bend the knee to Axel again with a hey! not exactly a proud victory. Finishing at seven and seven is the best <laughs> of all four of us. So, oh god, we we kind of all did really really shitty. Yeah. Heath and I were both at six and eight, and Brett was at five and nine. So the overall standings, Axel has now tied Heath for the lead uh, with like 54 wins. Brett is three behind at 51, and I am I fell under 500 with my performance this week, and I am four games behind in dead last. So, yeah, hopefully better things, but this last week was pretty crazy. I mean, we, really, we really picked- bad. We picked six games where we all agreed, and we were one in five in those games. Yeah, that's, I, 
was going to say. <laughs> I'm looking at it too, and it's not like uh, I miraculously. There's nothing for me to point to because we agreed most of the time that I picked. Well, right. the the big so difference, the, the big difference of the, the and even though Brett was only a little bit behind, the only big difference is that. The other three of us picked the commies and the Vikings to win their games. That was the big, that was the yeah. deciding factor in the week. Cover, not win. Or, Cover yeah, from. you're right. Cover. Cover. Yeah. Well, I picked the Vikings to win, but. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I think what I said is if they play, if Josh Allen plays, they lose. If Josh Allen doesn't play, they win. But <laughs> yeah. I, my official pick was that they, that they won. So I thought I won't, I won't talk shit about that. Oh, these official picks. I hadn't heard these official picks. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> officially you were there I don't, uh, I don't know i wasn't there for that you know ando you start winning you start getting a little cocky <laughs> yeah, you know? well, that's that's true <laughs> well does anybody have anything to say about the the shitty picks of last week or should we just move on let's let's put it in the past yeah, let's move on I to cincinnati so. <laughs> okay well this week it, we're, we're gonna do the same thing we did last week with the rotating so Axel will be first, then Heath, then me, then Brett. And first up, we are going to Denver, where the two and seven Raiders try and fix things against the three and six Broncos, where the Broncos are favored by two and a half. Axel. Um, (laughs) Just remember, we're getting the shit games out of the way first. Yeah. And this is, you know, what I was going to say is as the season progresses, we can spend less time on games like this. Because yep. both of these teams are really bad and need to change and would be better off losing to get a better draft pick. So, but we pick the games and I'm going to take the Broncos here with the points or not even with the points. I should say I did it again. <laughs> yeah. Against the, the points. points. I'm going to take the Broncos. I think the Raiders are horrible. Raiders are terrible, but are they going to suck me in? Because I, I, I'm taking points this week. I'm just taking them. Um, God, they're both awful. I'm, give me the Raiders and the points. I'm back in the Raiders. Mm, Derek Carr, get right game. Get right game. You know, the Raiders, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. <laughs> shame on me. Fool me three times. Shame on me. Fool me four times, shame on me. I'm not taking the fucking Raiders. Broncos. I feel the But same. have the Broncos done good for you? <laughs> no, they have not. Okay. I, but they have I, done I, less a, bad, no, less I, worse than the Raiders. No, right. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. They've lost, so now I think they're going to win. Oh, okay. Well, the Broncos can't really score. So that's that's my issue with taking the Broncos, but the the Vegas Raiders are just so terrible. I'm gonna have to lay the points here. Give me the Broncos minus two and a half. Mon Revis Island, Revis Island for me. Well, uh, Heath, it's time for you to go down to New Orleans, where the three and six Rams are gonna visit the Saints. Also, are at three and seven, and the Saints are favored by four. Oh, fame! Oh, win the Saints. Go marching in. Will they go to Jameis Winston? And Taysom Hill will have a real big game. And the Saints will beat the Arizona Hotshots former quarterback, Wolford. I'm taking the Saints minus the four. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm out on the Rams completely. There's nobody healthy. If, especially if Stafford retires. 
I don't like the Saints either, but I'm taking the Saints. I hate the Saints. <laughs> Expert analysis. Which which makes it so painful that I'm going to have to take them because the Rams are also so bad. Saints minus four. Um, well, the Saints lost a real stinker to the Steelers, the up-and-coming Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, who might be in running for the playoffs if they were in the NFC. But um, <laughs> I am actually going to go with the Rams here. Honestly. <laughs> Any reason? Just to be different. <laughs> okay. You guys sank me last week, so just like Brett said, I see an opening this game doesn't matter. I'm just going against it. I'm going Rams. You all take the Saints. <laughs> Okay, next up we have the four and five commanders on a one game winning streak going to Houston and playing the Texans who are one and seven, where the commanders are favored by three and a half. And I think that spread is too low. I think the commanders win this one and cover easily. I have to agree with you. I think the spread is a little too low. Yeah, give me Washington minus three and a half. Um, commies hot off their defeat of the Eagles running into the worst team in the league. I say go commies. Hmm. All right. Let's think about this. Worst team in the league. Washington just beat the Eagles. This has the, with the way this season's been, this has the, the feeling of a, the Texans like pulling it out or only losing by a field goal. I mean, it really does feel that way, but I ain't taking them. I'm going to go with the commies. <laughs> you almost have to switch mine. Uh-oh, wait, I want to switch. Uh, we all took the commies. <laughs> you know what that means? Bet on the Texans. Mm. <laughs> no, or don't. Or don't, or stay away. <laughs> okay, Brett. You're going to tell us if the three and six Lions are going to win their third game in a row coming off of Matt or Dan Campbell's first road win ever, I believe. The three and six Lions yep. travel to the New York Giants that are seven and two, where the Giants are favored by three. Ooh, red hot Detroit. Man, um, I feel like the Giants all year long have been dissed by the odds makers, and these lines are always too low. Giants minus three feels a little low for me, so I'm going Giants minus three. Where in the world is Axel Foley Foley? Um, I was just looking at the Giants game last week where they triumphantly defeated the Texans 24 to 16. (laughs) Triumphantly. And I think... I didn't watch any of that game, but I think didn't there was a couple turnovers in the red zone for the Texans, I think, in that game, too? Yes. I thought I heard that. So, um, you know, this is a tough one because I kind of want the Lions to win. I want to believe that the game against the Bears was, hey, they're going to triumph now. But I don't think so. I'm going to say that the Giants can cover. 
I said that right, right, Solo? Yeah, I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, earlier today you did name a score and did the the lesser score first. I know, I know. Uh, you know, which is a you know, rookie <laughs> mistake, but that's okay. Because sorry, man, I have so much love for you that I, I look past that. Sometimes I read backwards. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's okay. We're a family. Around the couch, we love you for your flaws as well as your good things, oh. Axel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you got a lot of street cred with us. Okay, back to like <laughs> back to reality. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> touchdown, Tommy Vardell ain't walking through that door for oh, Detroit God. anytime soon. <laughs> uh, and, and neither is Chuck Long. So, I uh, you know, I the the Giants could be looking ahead to Dallas. But I don't think they they can look ahead and still beat the Lions because the Lions are bad, uh, and they, they they're not going to win two road games in a row. I would love. I'm like with Axe. I wish the Lions would win, but I don't know. Saquon Barkley is going to have a big game. The only way the Lions could possibly win this game is if they can have Daniel Jones turn the ball over like he used to, that he's, that he hasn't been doing this year, the fumbles, the picks. Um, and, and talk about giant fans. You draft Kadarius Tony in the first round, you trade him to the chiefs and he catches a touchdown in his second game. I mean, I mean, that's gotta suck, but man, are the giants going to be eight and two going into Thanksgiving? <laughs> Probably I'm taking the giants minus the yeah. points, but I, it's crazy. You you could have a Giants Vikings. Uh, no, no. If the Giants are the number one wild card, they'd probably play the Tampa division. I'm thinking um, well, they would be on the road at the putrid NFC South champion Atlanta yeah. Falcons. Maybe where that's <laughs> that's like an automatic buy. So they're already in the second round. If that's the Jesus case. Giants Falcon. Yeah, I, I was hoping the Cowboys would get there still at least, but. Oh, wait, that's saying the Falcons are going to win the division? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I don't – I want – I don't – I just don't like this game. I don't really like the Giants, but I think they are going to go to 8-2. and two. I don't think very highly of the, the Lions. I don't think they can win three in a row. I'd be shocked if they did, but Giants, I guess. I don't like to say. I, don't, I just This is one of those games I just kind of like, blah. The, uh, the next game will be – Axel picking, and this is a interesting spread. The Ravens are favored by twelve at home against the Panthers. Yeah. Mm. Last time we saw the Ravens, they dispensed with the Saints on Monday Night Football quite easily, and the team looks like they're coming together. Uh, Panthers are very up and down. That's a lot of points, though. You know. Um. That's what we're picking here. We're picking the points. <laughs> Baker. Baker. I'm going to go oh, yeah, Baker right. starting. Oh, yep. really? Yep, Baker's Yeah, start. Baker's oh, got the start. That makes it so much more fun. And Sam Darnold is the backup. Oh. Yep. Former, former first-round top-tier number one okay. picks of teams. Well, that really makes oh. me think the Ravens are going to cover, definitely. Then, <laughs> <with Baker laughs> Otherwise, I thought that Panthers had a shot. Oh, that's still so many points, though. Oh, that is a tough one. Um, I'm going to take the Panthers here. 
Ooh. But that's just because you know, the, the Ravens are going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravens aren't going to. Well, fuck. Who knows? But no, I mean, the Ravens at home, right, Ando? They're at home? Yep. Yeah. Yep. At Baltimore. I mean, Carolina is one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams. They're just, they're just like an ugly sister that oh, sometimes they clean up good. Most of the time they don't. But when, you know, so I, you know, I, I was thinking of taking the points because no one's covering at all. But uh, do I go the Ravens, Lamar, Lamar Jackson? Yeah, you know what? I'm going with the Ravens laying Oof. the points. I just, I, 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 I don't know. The Panthers, it, it, it could be a close game, could be a blowout. Wow, I just, expert analysis from my part. I just, <laughs> I, I just, I just think. They want you to take the Panthers and the points and, uh, you know, go on the Ravens, man. I got, I have faith. Well, this one, I've thought about this for a long time. The, the Panthers Why? haven't had, well, <laughs> this spread, I love these high heavy spread games. I, that's yeah. fascinate me. The, yeah, no, the I... Panthers haven't scored less than 21 points in, in over a month scored well, yeah, and I don't know if Baltimore has – I like Baltimore, but I don't know if their offense is enough to outscore that by 12. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to go with the Panthers. All right. Well, the Red Hot Panthers coming off their uh, Thursday night victory against Atlanta. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Watch out. I'm taking the Ravens to win big here. Good Ravens. boy. Damn. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield in Baltimore. Forget it. You guys are not going anti-AI at this point, man. <laughs> he's uh, he's an outlier. He's going ET. Okay, Heath. The five Ooh. and four Bengals are going to the rejuvenated three and six Steelers. The Bengals by five. Ooh, five. That's Vegas zone. Means Vegas doesn't know what the hell to do with this. That's um, You know, they had played a tough game in week one. I think, uh, didn't Pittsburgh win that? Yeah, they yep. won that week. 23-20. That was a wild one. In, in Cincinnati. I mean, that felt like that was like eight years ago. Um, the Bengal, you know, the Bengals could come in, just like the Ravens game, they could come in and just dominate or – it could be close, you know. I mean, Joe Burrow versus Kenny Pickett. I, I'm going the Bengals laying the points. I, I can't take the Steelers two weeks in a row, even though they were good to me last week. I got to go with Joe Cool on the road. I think I am going to take the Bengals too. I think they finally figured out it's okay to run the ball every once in a while and actually use Mixon, I think they're not going to forget that. I think they will revenge game for that opening week loss. And even though the the Steelers are going to play tough, I, th- I still think the Bengals win by a touchdown. Well, it's the red hot Steelers coming off that victory against the saints. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I like the, uh, I like the Bengals to win by at least a touchdown. So give me Cincinnati minus five. Hmm. Yeah, Cincinnati does seem to have it together. What were they off last week, right? Let, who did they? Yeah. Wait, let's see. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they had a bye. They had yeah. a bye. So the last time we saw them, they dispensed with the Panthers. Uh, 
42. Oh, see? It's all connected. Um, I think that at home, when is this? What time is this game, Ando? This is Bengals. Uh, let's see. It was, the, it was supposed to be Sunday yep, night, right? Oh, that's right. We texted yep. about this. This is the late Sunday Flex. games. Okay, I've got so the, if you scroll the... down a little further on the notes, I've got the games so in the boxes. It's going to be cold. Um, it's going to be Joe Mixon time, baby. Once again, Bengals, definite. Okay, We're so that means bangles. we take the we take the Texans and Steelers this week since we all picked them. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I mean yeah. the opposite, the opposites. I just but I and the Lions too. Texans, the Lions, and the Steelers. I like yeah. the Bengals. I'm going with them. Bengales, good. Tigers. Good pick. Well, I need to. Oh, I don't have everything updated here. I need to uh, pick the. Eight and now one Eagles against the undefeated Jeff Saturday Colts at Indianapolis, where the Eagles are favored by six and a half, and the Eagles are gonna Eagles are gonna come. They're they're gonna bounce right back, and the Jeff Saturday talk is gonna die down real quick. Eagles cover. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Colts are good. Um, I think the Eagles are pretty good. Six and a half under under a touchdown. It's amazing, yeah. Brett, that it's six and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a short week, I guess, coming off the Monday night. But, nah, I mean, I'm taking the Eagles minus six and a half. Mm. Well, you know what, people? This game ain't going to be played on Sunday. It's going to be played on Saturday. Oh, you weren't waiting for this one. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The Colts are going to be destroyed by the Eagles. The Eagles are going to Because the Eagles are a good team. That defense is good. And that offense is good, and Jalen Hurts is good, and they're not losing two in a row, and they, they're going to come out and play the whole game uh, and want to keep playing in the fourth quarter, too, to cover this six-and-a-half points, which they will. Colts getting some love. I mean, this should be a double. This should be a 10-point spread uh, in my book. Um, but Colts... Jeff George ain't coming through that door anytime soon. Ooh. So you might have a chance to win. Throwback. Uh, but but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I would love the Colts to win and the Eagles would just go down. I want to see Minshew in there. I don't want to, you know, no, but um, I just, you know, Jonathan Taylor all of a sudden showed up to a game this year. Wow. That was amazing. Uh, Matty Ice. Can he beat the Eagles? Can Matty Ice do it, Brett? You don't think so. <laughs> Axel doesn't think so. Ando doesn't in the think playoffs. so. And Solo doesn't think so. Give me the Eagles. Okay, Brett. The Browns are three and six, and they're gonna travel to the Bills and try and get back on a winning streak, who are six and three, where the Bills are favored by eight. Ooh. So the Bill, the Bills feeling a little down right now. Who do the Bills play next? Up that Could hill. this be a trap game? It, it occurs to me that I've picked seven straight favorites and I haven't picked an underdog to 
to uh, to cover. Wow. This would so also think, be the Bills' third loss in a row if they lose. Well, I don't – yeah. I don't think they're going to lose, but I well, think it's – time covering is a different animal. Yeah, that's true. Right. I think it is time for me to pick another favorite. So give me the Bills minus eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. AI. Um, well, the Browns look pretty hapless when they got uh, summarily dismantled by the Miami Dolphins. And uh, Nick Chubb had 63 yards rushing. And uh, Jeff Wilson. Coming on strong, 119 yards. Whew, there's a great catch by Tyreek, too, for a touchdown. Um, but this is the Bills. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that is a lot of points. I kind of don't know. Maybe the Bills just aren't feeling it right now. And... Nah, I don't. I don't. This is a tough one because the Browns are not a good team. Uh, but that is a lot of points. Um, my, I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to say that the Bills cover this week. But that feels wrong to say. You know what? No, I'm going with the Browns. It's quick enough for me to change. I'm going with the Browns here. <laughs> I think the Bills are going to win, but I think the Browns are going to cover. Hmm. Kellum is irate with you Sorry, right now. Kellum. I think he just pulled his Patreon money for the month. Oh. We still love you, baby. <laughs> still love you, baby. Still love you. Well, it's it's Ando's Jacoby Brissett. Um, I mean, the Bills. I mean, it's going to be interesting how the Bills react after that collapse. They are a good you team. know, they are a good team. I just, you know. I don't think the Browns are any good. We always like when we think Browns, we think, oh, Chubb, Chubb's going to run all, you know, but that's all they have. I mean, you got Amari Cooper. Great. Good luck. Um, I, I just can't see the Browns dominating the Bills. I mean, the only way back, can they backdoor cover? I think the Bills are going to be ahead. I think this is got the Bills have the Browns and, I, and then the Lions on Thanksgiving in a short week. Um, you know, so the, these are like two games the Bills need, but we're picking with the spread as, you know, and Ando just found out we were doing that in this week, which was interesting. Just figured it out. Just, just figured, figured it out. It out. So, yep. so it was pretty cool. Um, and I'm, I, I was going the opposite me. way. It takes time big for things day. to reach out there in Minnesota. So <laughs> big, that's true. I'm, for you. I am out in the, I'm buried in the snow right now, literally. So yeah, I, yeah, I got nothing. Hey, all that all that matters is your Vikings are winning. Who cares about everything else, right? Yep. And then when they and then when they start losing, then you can care. Yep. <laughs> like I have to now. No, uh, <laughs> uh, give me the Bills minus the eight. I I I think they can win by nine or ten against the Browns at home. They have to. Yeah, the uh, the Bills were up by seventeen late against the Vikings, and the Vikings have a hell of a lot better offense than the Browns do. Right. I don't. I don't yeah, I'm with you. The Bills are the, the Bills are going to see all this. Uh, everybody writing them off or starting to write them off, and they're going to make a statement. They're going to win big. Okay, for the next game, I've got kind of a, a crazy stat because it involves the the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Cliff God. Kingsbury 
has a winning record as an underdog, 17, 16, and one, and has a losing record, 11 and 14, as a favorite. And <laughs> this week, they are not favored, where the 49ers are going to Arizona for Monday Night Football. The 49ers are favored by eight. Axel, what do it's you It's in say? Mexico, I believe. Oh, so that's right. In Mexico. You're right. It's not in San Francisco. It's in Mexico. Football. Yep. Um, who is starting at quarterback for the Cardinals this week? Does anyone I don't know? think I don't think it's been announced yet, has it? Is it Colt McCoy? Who did was twenty six for thirty seven with for two hundred and thirty eight yards? Um I think it's Kurt Warner. Okay. Well if it's Kurt Warner, <laughs> I like that. Is Flipper. No, it's Anderson Jake Plummer. Um, Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer. <laughs> Uh, I think he was on The Bachelor, wasn't he? Um, no, it's Jesse. Oh, that was Jesse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jake Plummer. Um, Jake the Snake Plummer on The Bachelor. Even though the Cardinals seem to control their dysfunction to win last week, I think that the 49ers are honing that offense. The defense is playing well. I'm going to pick the San Francisco 49ers to cover the eight points in Mexico night football. Mexico night. What's the spread again? That's my world cup. Mexico. Eight. What is it? Eight. Yep. Oh, the nine, the Niners are just a better team. Cliff Kingsbury, that whole thing. I called it early in the year, the dysfunction, the crap. And uh, Ando jumped on the train. Uh, I think Axel finally jumped on the train. Brett is driving the train. Mm. Um, I, I just. That's Casey Jones. Better watch um, your this is speed. an important interdivisional game, too, because the Seahawks lead the division at six and four. The Niners are five and four. The Cardinals are four and six. So that's important. So they could tie it. That's up important. That's important. You know, uh, I just think that divisional games solo. Yeah, interdivisional games, um, Mexico City games. Exactly. Uh, you games. just, you just don't know. And the only thing I know is I'm taking the Niners laying the points oh, because the Cardinals Mexico. are bad. But I don't like to go. Oh, oh, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. The uh, man, the, the Niners disappointed me a little bit last week when they didn't cover, and they should have. Their offense does scare me, and Jimmy G scares me. Eight points is a lot, but I still, I still can't go with the cards. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm going to take the 49ers as well. Yeah, the 49ers were favored by seven over the Chargers. They won by six. They missed an extra point there in the second half. It was annoying. They disappointed me. You know what? Okay, now it's actually time to take a underdog to cover. Give me Arizona plus eight on this one. Nice. Ooh, doggy. I like that, Brett. Good job. Next up, we I have another fun stat for this game. Oh, I and like fun stats. The... Uh, involving the Titans and the Titans have only outgained their opponents in yards once. And they are six and three. And that was against the Texans. 
Otherwise, they have been outgained yardage-wise in every single game they've played this year, which is nuts. And they still have a winning record. They try to go break the Packers' one-game winning streak at Lambeau. The Packers are favored by three. Oh, it's at Lambeau? At Lambeau. And this is Thursday mm. night football, right? Yep, Thursday night. Oh, no, that's not the Thursday night theme. Thursday night theme is Al Michaels trying to get out of his contract for doing these yeah. games. It's me, Herb Herb Street, by myself. All right, the game started. <laughs> you know, I knew this guy back in college. <laughs> oh, boy. Solo, you're up. Oh, I'm up? Yeah. I thought yeah, Axel you're was up. up. Yeah. Nope, you're up, Heath. Sorry if I didn't say that. You're up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to let me know. I mean, I'm high maintenance. I don't know these things. I don't keep track <laughs> of You're a diva. I, I forget. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget that. All right, so... What the hell is the game? Oh, the Thursday night prime Amazon prime game, Tennessee going into Lambeau. Everyone's going to be on the Packers because of their unbelievable win versus the Cowboys to change their season after losing five in a row. I mean, Aaron Rodgers never, it's never his fault when he's yelling at Matt LaFleur, you know, when they win, it's all him. And when they lose, it can't be him. Dude, what's the spread? I can smell the vinegar from here. Solo, three, three. Yep. Packers. Packers I'm going. I'm going with Mike Vrabel plus the three, baby. I'm taking the underdog on the Thursday night. Packers are going to lose outright, but I'm still taking the plus three. I also am taking the Titans. I don't. I. I think that the Packers had a. They got lucky last week. They shouldn't have won that game. And Vrabel is 10 times the coach McCarthy is. He's going to find a way to beat the Packers. Titans. I agree. I agree with what y'all are saying. Um, what? <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was kind of leaning towards Tennessee here, but because Heath picked the Titans and he's been so terrible picking Thursday night. Games <laughs> because he got like, he's like one in, or two and like six or seven losses. Uh, give me Green Bay, baby. Way to, way to shove it down my throat. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. It is Axel's time to pick. All right. Aaron Rodgers, I used to love you. See you run around, throw the ball, <laughs> play football. <laughs> used to be my friend. Uh, this is a tough one because, you know, the Packers looked like they were kind of getting it together against your Cowboys solo. But um, who's that young wide receiver? What was his name? Uh, Christian uh, Watson. His name? Watson. Yep. Watson. Is he is he the guy? Has Aaron Rodgers found him now? Will their defense? Oh, he did against the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> again though. But what did he do before that? Right. So I don't know. Dropped that. long passes. Yeah, yeah, he dropped that that game in the Vikings game. He dropped that really deep one that yeah. kind of changed the game. And Tannehill is playing for the Titans again, correct? Yep. Um, it's not saying much, but yeah, yeah. better than Malik. From, yeah, yeah. It's better than Malik. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one because my heart says, though, 
that I think the Packers are getting it together, but I love Rabel too. I don't have the same animosity that Solo and Ando have. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to stand with my AI buddy, Brett, and I'm going to go with the Packers here. Ando, we got, I mean, we haven't won a Thursday night game. We have to come through this week. Yes, 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 we do. Now, this is, this next game is interesting. This, this was the game that was flexed into this Sunday night. Sunday night, we've got the, uh, I'm picking this one and the seven and two chiefs are going to the five and four chargers on Sunday night football, where the chiefs are favored by six and a half. And I don't think this spread is high enough. I think the Chiefs are going to win this one easy. The Chargers are going to have to rename their team to the MASH unit after this, all the injuries they have. They just don't have enough bodies to keep up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to blow them out. I take the Chiefs. What's the spread again, Ando? Six and a half. Six and a half. So you're telling me uh, they win by a touchdown and, and I can get that? I'll take that all day long. Give me Kansas City minus six and a half. Are you playing a recording of Brett? Like he's not here, and you're just playing his voice <laughs> on each pick. Got sound drops. Yep, <laughs> drops in AI. Um, yeah, <laughs> the Chargers are not playing at the level that the Chiefs are. And even though, as was pointed out to me earlier, that the Chiefs didn't exactly decimate the Jaguars, they did control that game i think that the chiefs are going to cover well speaking of cover this is weird and we we texted off 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 air well i guess on air we could still text each other but um (laughs) this is the first time i can remember i don't know if the patriots had happened one year but that the chart a team's playing back-to-back Sunday night games. I know it's because it was flexed and it wasn't scheduled, but that just seems bizarre to me. Yeah. Does it seem bizarre to you? It's a lot to ask. And you know, in all of this bargaining and stuff, they do agree to this. So um I mean yeah. it's better than playing two Thursday night games, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, I don't think yeah, exactly. It's just it's just different. It's weird because it just I, I don't know. It's just something different. Um because I know teams can only play a certain amount of primetime games, was it five the most or something? So with flexing, like sometimes they can't flex a game at the end of the year if a team's already been on prime time enough. Well, so have they changed that now too? Because there's more prime time games. Oh, you know what? Well, yeah, well, the Thursday, everyone so plays, everyone plays a, yeah, I don't know either. I know everyone has to play the Thursday game. Like everyone plays, every team does, yes. yeah. um, you know, prime time. Um, now the Cowboys play two Thursday night games because of, well, Thanksgiving game, I guess that's a little different because they do that. But, but other than that, so if you're playing Thursday night, Oh, there's not any more Sunday or Monday night games, you know, but so I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, well, they had the Broncos on 500 times. So I guess there is no rule anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, okay. So the Chargers are bad. I mean, Herbert, man, he was my first pick in the our super flex fantasy league. 
really screwing me this year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, just the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Now, normally the Chargers and Chiefs play close games, but not this week. I think this is the Mahomes Sunday night coming out party once again. I could see him throw five touchdowns this week. Um, four of them to Kelsey and one to – man, it's weird. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's off. He's, he's not I think playing. He, I think he got benched for this week, didn't he? Or second. Yeah, he got, he's only getting a couple touches a game now. Yeah, because someone in our fantasy league you wanted to trade him to, for AJ Dillon to me, yeah, and I'm just like, no, I rather get my, I rather get my three points from AJ Dillon than zero from. Yeah. I know. Well, Lou, I think Lou tried to trade everyone in the league. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I, I, I can't, in good faith, take the Chargers in this one. All right, uh, track me. Okay, now we're down to the final three, and Brett is going to oh. lead us off picking his team where the Falcons are favored by three at home versus the Bears. The Bears. You're making me pick first on this game. Oh, okay. Well, Falcons analysis. Because that was a terrible Thursday night performance. They lost two in a row since getting back to 500. They're playing at home against a well, what we thought was a bad Bears team, but they've actually played pretty well for about a month. But you know what? Give me the Bears plus three. So the Falcons will win by two. Nice, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. The Bears All just right. did lose to the Lions, so they're, they're not exactly a not unbeatable team. They were up by like two touchdowns and they blew it. They, they pulled the Cowboys. Unreal. And they missed yeah, the, the next point. aren't coming they? back if they're down two touchdowns. I'll tell yeah, you that. Three of, three of the four NFC North teams were down by 14 and won games this week. Hmm. No, see. Wow. Oh, that's a good stat, Ando. Now, Kyle Pitts is going to run the Wildcat and they can come back. Brett. Mm. Just put Pitt and Patterson um, back there. You don't need anybody. Pitts and Patterson. You don't need anybody else. I would, I would love to see it. <laughs> Speaking um, of Pitts and Pat. I'm going to have to agree with Brett here. I think that the Bears are scoring too many points, and Fields is running around like a madman, and I don't think the Falcons can keep up with them. Yeah, you know that song, running around robbing banks, all whacked on the Scooby Snacks? That's what Justin Fields is. He's just running around on those Scooby Snacks, just – I mean, his acceleration, it's unbelievable. Like, I guess did he? I guess he did that at Ohio. I didn't watch enough of Ohio State football, but, like, I, I didn't realize until I saw him, you know, against the Cowboys, but really against the Dolphins a couple weeks ago where, man, that acceleration, he's, he's unbelievable. Well, he, he did a lot of that at Ohio State, but the thing was he didn't have to very often because the protection, I mean, he had an offensive line. I mean, the Ohio State offensive line. Right. So he right. didn't have to, but when he, I remember seeing him at, uh, uh, when he played the Gophers a couple of times and it would, the go, anytime the Gophers got pressure on him, he would just squeeze out of the pocket. And then all of a sudden it's 13 yards down the field. And I mean, it's, he had it, but he just didn't have to use it much in college because he didn't need to. Yeah. I mean, designing he's unbelievable. Working. Yeah. Their design runs. And, you know, <laughs> I could see the Falcons winning this game. 
because everyone's going to be on the Bears. I almost guarantee it. Um, but Steve Barkowski ain't walking through that door. I'm going Bears plus three. <laughs> Deep <cut. laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I, w- I was a toss up on this one. If if it hadn't been for how poor Mariota played last week, and I was just so disappointed in how they played. I'd and the Bears are they're on a hot streak right now. I think the Bears win this game. All right, as well. So all four of us on the Bears. So now oh, wow. Axel, you get to tell us about your team where the Pats are favored by three. The Jets are going to New England. And, yeah, Pats favored by three. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's they, they have our number, right? We haven't beat the Patriots in like five years. There's no stats or anything that can speak to this interdivisional game. IDG. Um, but if the Jets win this game, IDG is that like something in, uh, in uh, Afghanistan that goes? Oh, oh that's an RPG. You okay, gotta, gotta avoid the IDGs out there. Got hit by the IDGs. Um, yeah, you know, look, I'm gonna take the Jets because I want the Jets to win. I think if Zach Wilson can play like he played last time, and the Jets. Defense can contain Mac Jones, which I think they can because I don't think he's playing great. Um, uh, but Belichick is Belichick. I'm just, I'm going with the Jets. We'll go to go to the next, go to the next person. <laughs> oh, that's me. Uh, I see what you're doing, Ando, for the last game. I go first, don't I? Oh, I've got can something special. It? I've got something special. Oh, okay, for you got the last game. All right, all right, good, good. Okay, so what's the spread? Three. Uh, and pats by three. Ooh, they're begging you to take the pats. Like, oh, they can win by four, right? Jets have been good to me. When I pick the Jets, they seem to cover. I'd like to go back and Jets. see my. Wait, hold on, Axel. Just oh, hold, sorry, hold the phone. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I, I want to pick the Jets um, because I think this is their time. I mean, granted. Richard Todd ain't coming through that door. Joe Klecko's not coming through that door. Blair Thomas isn't coming through that door. But you know what? They have better guys than those guys. Um, But I just think Belichick has their number. I'm going the Patriots minus three. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. I don't know if they have anybody as good as Joe Klecko on them. No, Klecko's, you know, no, they probably don't. Well, Joe Klecko now, I mean. Remember his son played for like the Patriots and Colts? Did he really? He caught like a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, he won a couple. Of, he won a Super Bowl with the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Because Joe Klecko would be at the Patriot games. John Klecko. Hmm. Kleck Klecko. <laughs> Kleck Klecko. Well, I think the uh, the Jets should have won the first time they played the Patriots, and I think they are going to win this time. Yes. Their younger players are going to keep getting better. Jets win. Thank you, Andy. Now it's up. So to you're, so, but you're taking them with the points, though. And yeah, oh, I'm, ta- I'm taking the Jets okay. to win outright. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, yeah they're going to. The, but this is you know how you saying. sneak. Vic- no, <laughs> this is how you sneak victories. You say the Jets going to win. Hey, I didn't pick the cup, so you get like no win or loss. I oh, see how you do it. No, Why? I still, oh, I still get the, I still get the loss. Uh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Slow down there. I'm in last place. I'm not obviously hey, so, not cheating. So, so, so. 
Build the evidence. Because well, you're not build picking any games. Mine hunter. <laughs> Mine hunter build the evidence. Yeah, yeah, there we go. BTK uh, is up next. BTK, we're gonna build the evidence against them. Did we lose? Oh, BT? he's not here. Oh, let me no. BT, are you there? Brett, it's your part. Oh, he's on mute. Oh, he's Brett, on you're on mute. mute. I'm I'm back, he's baby. Back. All right. <laughs> he's bound. Yeah. He he had to uh <laughs> attend to some of the bodies. No. Again. <laughs> no comment. Um, this is this is a new year. I mean, I've I loved the Jets this year, how they yes. played. And you know, Belichick, Tom Brady ain't walking through that door. Yes. So give me <laughs> Jets plus three. Brett, I love neither is baby. neither Brett, neither is Steve Grogan. I love He's it. Not walking through it. <laughs> yes. Okay, for the last game. Since it's two of us play, our two teams are playing against each other. Heath and I are going to pick this together. And I'm going to say right away, obviously I've talked about the Vikings a ton today. I'm going to take the Vikings, but I want Heath to explain to me why the team with the best record in the NFL is an underdog at home. Well, if you would tell me the spread, I could tell you that. Because the Cowboys are favored by one. (laughs) I, I don't understand. The only... The only thing I could think is because of the now this wasn't happening under Cooper Rush, but the Cowboys are such a national team that the lines are always weird with the Cowboys because I think a lot of money goes on the Cowboys regardless. Yep. Um, but this is no way in hell. Now, if the Cowboys went and dominated the Packers, like if they won by 14 and whatever. And, and and the crazy game with the Vikings and Bills, you think, oh, it could be a letdown game. You know, that was a tough fought game. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that Cowboys game was, you know, but had the Cowboys won by a couple of scores and covered and everything's fine. I could see the Cowboys being favored by like two or two and a half. But after what happened, the, the Minnesota goes in and beats the Bills on the road. And then the Cowboys blow the game against the Packers. What, what? This is a fishy line. I don't understand it. This I don't know. I, I really don't know, Ando. And that's I'm still only just, thing, I still can't wrap my head around it because it's. I mean, at no, the very least, be a pickum or something. But I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I don't understand. It. I mean, and granted, mine it, it sort of is a pickum when you think yeah, about it, yeah. unless it's a tie. So it really right now is. It'll be interesting to see where the line goes where the sharps, you know, load money on it or how it moves, mm-hmm. you know, some injuries might come out and whatnot. Um, I, I, leading up to this pod, I, you know, especially after my emotional uh, uh, carryover from Sunday, um, I, I was definitely going with the Vikings and I'm leaning towards Minnesota. I just don't, after what bothered me is the, you know, the amount of rushing yards the Cowboys gave up. And I just don't know if, but I don't know if the Vikings will just feed Cook, feed Cook. I, they, I, haven't know, re- they haven't really done that all year. Cook hasn't this had would, a game now, where he's had 30 carries yeah. or anything. Now, this would be the the week to do it. You know, I, I just, I you know, it is Kirk Cousins, but it's not like Dak has been lighting the world on fire against good teams. So, and I get the Packers aren't really a good team, but I, I just can't see with the damaged defensive backfield, the, co- the injured Cowboy defensive backs, how they're going to be able to 
cover the, cover the Vikings. I mean, Diggs against Jefferson, Jefferson will get his. You know, Diggs might, will probably get a pick. I, I feel a pick this week, but I feel, you know, a couple of Jefferson touchdowns. I mean, you got to look at it. If Christian Watson can do it, hell, <laughs> Justin Jefferson <laughs> definitely can. Um, I'm actually going the Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings, guys. I'm going against the Cowboys. I don't think they're going to win this game. I really don't. All right. Damn. Well, the Cowboys were my pick to make the Super Bowl out of the NFC in the preseason. And I still think there is a good chance that could happen. Even if they don't win the NFC East, I think they're going to be the top wild card. They're going to get an easy first round game against the NFC South champion. So they're already in the second round in my mind. Um, but what, what am I, what am I going to say here? What, what am I, this game is going to end in a 41 to 41 tie. Give me Minnesota plus one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, guess what? What? You're joining us? The Cowboys, <laughs> the Cowboys uh, did not win last week. The Vikings did. But next week, it will be the opposite. Because I'm picking the Cowboys in this game. I think they get it together. Oh. I like the Vikings, but I think they gave it all in that Bills game. And I think this is a bit of a let down the game is so close the vikings are a great team but i think that the cowboys are going to get it together and i think the vikings are going to fall apart a bit so it's going to be close but i'm picking the cowboys to get over that hump and Ando, i'm changing my pick i'm changing I, I my will pick. say do you I'm want to change my pick, pick. I'm changing. I'm going with the Cowboys. Enough of this. Woe is me. You're so sad. I got to go for my team. I'm going to, I will say one thing that I was talking about earlier with, I've changed your pick to the Cowboys Heath, but I, uh, I will say one thing. Yeah. The, the, uh, about the home cooking calls earlier, the Vikings, uh, just being out and about today, the atmosphere is different here. And the, the Viking stadium on Sunday is going to be a madhouse. And, I think that's going to play a factor as well. I think it's going to. I think it's going to be crazy. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be fun as hell. So, yep. I'm I'm predicting a very loud stadium, and hopefully should, should none of the Vikings fans embarrass back? me like Eagles fans would. So, should I change my pick back? Pick. Axel? Don't change your pick. Keep All right, pick. I can't change my pick. We should say also that the Dolphins, Seahawks, Bucks, and Jaguars are all on a bye. Bye bye. I got to start remembering to say that at the beginning of the picks instead of the end of the picks. Oh, okay. I always forget. You know, it's a good time to to figure that out. It's like week fifteen. Yep. Would be week good. That, right? that, that's that that goes more of our podcast. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I Yo. did find out this is a little uh, little extra onside kick in overtime. Um, when Solo and I were trying to figure out when we should have the top tv of 2022 podcast Mm -hmm. week 15 which is the 16th 17th i believe of december or 17th 17th, 18th yeah um 
there are Saturday games. Nice. Mm. Oh. While so Georgia's resting to win the title. Yeah. yeah, well, the college teams are off for a few weeks, yeah. Two Saturday games. So I love when there's Saturday games in the NFL. I Do you have those games in front of you? <laughs> um, no, I think that they're TBD. Yeah, I think oh. they're going to flex. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, with that is our picks. Let's see if we're going to do better. Once again, overall, Heath and I are tied 54 and 48. Brett is 51 and 51. Andy is 50 and 52. Our only picker that is under 500. You got to bring that up, Ando. I know. I'm, I'm a disappointment You're to all of us. us all down. But. It's time for us to get up off the couch and move over to the love seat. Get comfy and talk. Love seat, baby. Some college talk. Solo's going to talk about TCU, Texas, the Q's, the Gophs. And then we're going to give our college football final four predictions. At least people who watch college football will while I listen. We are still got to do it, Axel. That's the fun no, part. I don't even know. <laughs> You just got to pick four of those teams I listed on the okay. notes. I'm picking TCU to take it all just because I like. Okay. TCU. All right. Well, before we get to there, that's a little preview <laughs> oh, of actual six. It's okay. You jumped the gun, but that's fine. Uh, I just want to say Syracuse is free falling like they always do, uh, but at least they're bowl eligible. So we might play Buffalo in the Gasparilla bowl or maybe the pinstripe bowl against Minnesota. Who knows? Uh, you know, everything was weird with TCU being a seven point underdog to Texas or even seven and a half at one point. And they beat Texas. That was a pretty impressive win. Um, how did your Georgia Bulldogs do? They dominated, right, Brett? Yeah, they pretty they much dominated. I mean, they 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 uh, Minnesota uh, Mississippi State uh, stayed in, stayed around in the first half. They actually got a uh, kickoff return for a touchdown with like 30 seconds left before halftime to cut the lead to I think five um but then Georgia just totally dominated ended up winning I think by like 30 points or something 25 30 points so took care of business and then they got Kentucky coming up this week on the road yeah other than Will Levis I mean that Kentucky team's not that good they they just aren't they lost to Mizzou or Vandy or Bandy they lost to last week. No good. Yeah. yeah. How's your Gophers doing, Ando? Another win. Well, surprisingly, <laughs> quietly, they have won three games in a row. They're seven and three, and they are part of a four-way tie for first place in the Big Ten West right now. They could actually – it's kind of crazy. There's four teams, Purdue, Illinois, Iowa, and Minnesota, are all tied. None of them control their own destiny. So it could literally wow. any four of the teams could win. It's a super crazy thing. The sad thing is whoever wins is going to be sacrificed to the winner of Ohio state, Michigan, <laughs> so, but either way, they're, 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 they're tied for first in the West now, uh, amazingly after that losing, losing skit earlier in the season. So things are looking up and they're, they are playing a uh, two rivalry games to end the season where they go for uh, the couple trophies uh, against Iowa this week and Wisconsin after that. So things are looking up, but it's still, you know, it is what it is. It's still fun, and I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, that's I great. Mean, 
I don't have a lot of more. I mean, they've been running the ball. Their their starting quarterback got hurt. Like their sixth year senior got hurt, and kind of is maybe healthy and maybe not. Maybe concussed. They haven't really said what's going on. So there's a freshman quarterback playing who's throwing like ten passes a game, and their Ibrahim is just running for like 150, 200 yards every game because they're just feeding him until he falls apart. And he's been dominating. He's he's close to the Big Ten record for rushing touchdowns. I think all time. He's in, in that up in the top couple, two, three there. So he's they're so fun to watch. And yeah, that's I'm optimistic, but it's it's not like I'm oh my god, this is a, a best team in the world thing, but still fun to watch and still optimistic. Yeah. Uh I just want to say a couple of games to watch out this week. I don't know if we abandoned having uh Axel DVR the games and watch them, but uh if 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 he feels like it. Uh we got a big uh SoCal crosstown rivalry. At USC UCLA, I love those rivalry games, uh, and the best rivalry game on the planet. The game Harvard versus Yale. I watch that every year. It's at nine a.m. on ESPNU. Fun, classic game. They've played for over a hundred years. I love it. It's Ivy League football, but I love it. I believe no scholarship players either, right? Doesn't the Ivy League have no scholarship correct. players? Yeah, that is correct. They give them scholarship. Uh, I'm mean, yeah. sorry. They give them academic scholarships. So yeah, like stipends and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just love watching that game. A lot of history in that game and being from new England, I uh, just always, always love watching that game, but usually they're fighting for the Ivy league championship, but uh, I believe uh, Princeton, Princeton or Dark, I forget who's got it wrapped up. So it'll just be a classic Ivy League. Hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick played for Harvard. Yep. Yeah, those rivalry games are always fun. That's uh, that's the Gophers have a big one this week with Iowa, obviously, is a huge one for Ooh, yeah, Rosedale, yeah. the big pig trophy. And then oh. next week, Wisconsin, uh, Paul Bunyan's axe is the one next year. And they've is it, is that's ro- the bigger rivalry? Is that a bigger rivalry, would you say? Or the be- the biggest one is Wisconsin for us, but Iowa is right behind it and right since yeah. i only i live like 10 miles from iowa so in my area iowa is a massive massive one and both of those rivalries are two of the oldest in college football too they they're like 80 mm. 90 years something like that so they've mm. been going on forever so it's even when the teams are all shitty it's always a fun game to go to or to watch all right so i'm going to start out with you brett what is we're going to do our early bird special on the love seat Ooh, what is that, Solo? We all drop acid and see what happens? No, no, that's not what we what we do. Um, we're gonna we're gonna predict the four finalists, the final four that the committee is gonna select after championship weekend. Who's gonna make the playoff? So, Brett, you're up first. Rank them one through four. Who you think's going? Man, okay. So this is after the dust is settled. Um, yes. I like Georgia number one. I like, oh man, I guess I like Ohio State to beat Michigan. So they're going to be, Ohio State will be two. Three and four are tricky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like, I think Georgia's going to be LSU because that matchup is now set in stone for the SEC championship. Um, so LSU is going to drop out. Right now they're sixth with an eight and two record, they're going to drop out. The question is, does Tennessee slide in as an at-large, which I can't stand, but the the committee 
has a history of taking one loss non-conference champions over two loss conference champions, which I disagree with, but that's kind of the trend. So I think Tennessee might have an inside track there, but I'm going to go Georgia one, Ohio State two. Give me TCU three, USC four, because I like conference champions. I like that USC pick. (laughs) And, uh, Brett's, Brett's Minnesota. Wait, I'm good. No, no, no. I, I, I can predict yours. It's going to be Minnesota one, Syracuse two, Rutgers yeah. three, and uh, Cal Poly. Georgia North will slip four. in at four yeah. for, for Brett. <laughs> yeah, Georgia's number one. Ohio State is going to beat Michigan. They'll be two. I, I watched most of that TCU game last week, and they, they impressed me. I think they're – and they're not going to have enough, not enough competition to beat them. They're going to be three. And USC plays number sixteen UCLA this week, number eighteen Notre Dame next week, and then they'll in the if they beat those two teams, and then the the back Pac twelve championship will either be number twelve Oregon or number ten Utah, and they've their only loss is to number ten Utah. They'll avenge that loss. USC will leapfrog Tennessee and LSU, and USC will be the fourth team. I I agree with Brett. Wow! All right, Axel, it's your moment in the sun. <laughs> All right. Um... I'm going to take Rutgers at number one. I'm going to take Notre Dame at number four. And I'm going to take TFJ at number six. Thank you. He didn't even pick two and three. He just went one, four, and six. And then overall for the winner of the conference championship divisional matchup rivals... I'm going to pick the Alabama Hoosier Domes. <laughs> oh, my God, Axel. These sniffing bath salts, I think. I'm going to pick the, uh, the Cougar Chucks in the Tar Heel Nations. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I, 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 I would say Axel's had 12 beers, five shots, and a whole eighth of weed. But um, that would be, you know, underselling it. And finally, um, all right, I'm... I say go Gophers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> AI Axel, everybody. Yeah, I'm going to go Georgia 1, Ohio State 2. See, this is the thing. Like, I have a feeling my Deuce Vaughn and K-State will beat TCU. So I think TCU is going to drop out. I, I almost see, I think Tennessee is going to get the nod, but they don't want to put them at four because they don't want to see Georgia, Tennessee in the first round, I don't think. So I'm going to say uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, Michigan over you. I think they're going to get Michigan the fourth. Mm. That's my my out-of-the-box prediction. I was going to go with USC until they both said it, so I decided to drop out. (laughs) Because I'm more of a UCLA fan. go, Go Bruins. Yeah, All right. I, I I agree with I think you what, what you're saying too, Brett, that you you like it when they they don't take two from the same conference. And I just picked two from two from uh, each. So, I hang on, I dropped out, guys. Can he can you give me yours again, real quick? Oh, I went I went out of the box a little bit. I went Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee at three, and Michigan at four. I think the Michigan-Ohio State is going to be a close game, and they're going to leave them in because I think K-State beats TCU in the Big 12 championship. 
even gotcha. though I don't even know if they play. I could see, I could definitely see that actually. I mean, I could see USC losing and then the Pac 12 champion's going to have two losses. That's going to, that's be- the only thing. Yeah. yeah. If USC um, wins out, they better, they should get in. Yeah. Um, but can I change my pick actually? I'm going to sure, say Michigan upsets Ohio State for the second straight year and Michigan gets the two seed. Ohio State drops out. Let's, let's shake it up a little bit. So Georgia Ooh, won. All right. TCU three. I'll stick with USC at four, man. But a Pac-12 champion has two losses. It's probably going to be Tennessee at four, which I don't like. That would be a rematch. I don't like rematches, but hey, you know. All right, and uh, real quick, where I'm just going to get on the um, the love sectional to talk a little CFL football because the only good thing that happened to me this past weekend. So my Winnipeg (laughs) Blue Bombers defeated the BC Lions 28-20 in the Western conference final they are in their third gray cup in a row chance for a three-peat against the toronto argonauts axel's toronto argonauts defeated the montreal alouettes andrew harris former gray cup mvp former from winnipeg and former winnipeg blue bomber is playing with toronto and he'll be starting at running back however he hasn't been healthy he was yes uh this past weekend was his first game since august uh, the season starts in June for you CFL, uh, you know, listeners or that don't know about the CFL. So not really CFL. Okay, got it. Um, excited. Little Grey Cup. It starts around 3 o'clock on ESPN2 Pacific time. Uh, so Cowboys, Vikings. Eh, I'll probably put that on the back burner and watch my Grey Cup game. Yeah, DVR uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to DVR the Cowboy game, shut off my phone, watch the Grey Cup. No, uh, I'll figure something out. Uh, I usually go back and forth and then, you know, whatever, but I have a good feeling three P it's funny. Cause one of my parlays, I had Argos minus three and a half, that one blue bombers minus four, that one. Oh, I had the Cowboys minus four and the bears minus two and a half. So yeah, I didn't even see the light of day on that one, but anyway, all right. That's Don't the, spoil me on this solo. Cause I'm going to tape this and why, when, when's it on? on sunday at three o'clock sunday at three okay three thirty or three thirty and i'll walk because there's okay i think formula one has the week off and then it finishes so i like to watch something after the uh i've been watching most of the sunday night game while it's happening so i like something yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna probably watch the gray cup later that night too i'm i'm i gotta focus on the cowboys game all All right. right i won't spoil you you let me know when you're done and uh, no, but honestly, if you guys like get a chance to watch, I'd, I'd just love to hear your thoughts. Okay. On, I sure. watched. Ha- I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to tell you. I did watch. Oh, what'd you watch? You texted. Oh, you me. watched the. No, oh. I, I watched the other game that the, um, the Argonauts versus the Alouettes. Oh, you did. I, I was like, I just said, turn it on for three minutes just to see yes. it. You did, so I DVR'd that one, thinking it was oh. the other game because I can't recognize the team. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I watch it, and I have to say something. The running towards the line of scrimmage, which is not allowed in the NFL, you're not allowed to take off like five yards behind the line of scrimmage and then try to time when the quarterback uh-huh. hikes mm-hmm. the ball. I wanted to ask you, 
are they just really lax with if they're past the line of scrimmage? Because I was watching and it seemed like almost every time there was a couple dudes that were already past the line of scrimmage before the ball was even hiked. Yeah, I, I, I've always they, I always because uh, they implemented that rather recently, not like last couple of years, but maybe within the last twenty years. That never used to be the rule. I think with the wide open field, and they wanted to, you know, give like every copycat leagues. They start. They want more offense. Yeah, of course. But I've seen it called like I think once in the games. I've yeah, I don't see it called much. Thing. I have. That was the only thing. But I like. It was fun to watch. I was. Uh, you know, I'm going to watch it solo. So thank you. Cool. I, you know. Yeah, they got a. You know, oh, usually have a Canadian band at halftime. Like oh. one year is Brian Adams. And oh. They do the whole thing. Everyone's like about. And, Isn't you know, the Bare Naked Ladies like the biggest band in Canadian history? <laughs> I think they are. One week since you looked at me. Chicken from the yeah. chicken, the chai not the Chinese exactly. chicken. Yes. yes. <laughs> I had a million dollars if I had, if I had a million this in this old apartment. All right. Well, if I had a million dollars. I would end this podcast. <laughs> and I don't. So you don't do you don't. So we keep going. So we have to keep no, we have to we'll end it. Lost slowdown. But uh this was another great <laughs> show, guys. Thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate you and we love you. Especially Kellum, who's finding some rough times. And I know I, I didn't pick the Bills to cover, but I picked. The, I, I do think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win. I think I got a GRG game here. Yeah, get right game for the. Um, oh no, I did pick them. No, I didn't pick them. Um, <laughs> that was eight points. Okay, sorry. Let's end the goddamn podcast. You were all focused more on the Minnesota Golden Hens or whatever you were yapping yeah, about. Yeah. The cock goofs. Yep, yep. <laughs> I like them. Um, thank you everyone for listening. DVRpodcast.com. It's also very awesome that we could have Brett so many times in a row. Yeah. So peace out everyone and have a good night. Welcome to East New York. Love it. All right. <laughs> <laughs>